Hi there, and welcome to Drunk History Presents The Dark Ride, a Disney Parks podcast hiding in a drinking game. Here we will talk about and rate all of your favorite and not-so-favorite rides and attractions, and maybe catch some interesting facts along with our buzz. My name is Ryan Beaver, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian Hamilton. We are two diehard fans of the House of Mouse, and we started this show because we know that cool people like this stuff too. So we're here to normalize all you adulting Disney files and have a few adult beverages while we're at it. And now that that's out of the way, let's find out what we're going to be talking about. Howdy there, partners. Are you ready to get a buzz and a buzz and a woody while we head to Andy's backyard and get shrunk to the size of a troll doll? Do you think that Disney should be more like Universal and put screens everywhere? Well, if you do, then you have a friend in me. Today, we will be down at the boardwalk playing Toy Story Midway Mania. So let's get some drinks and some facts, and we'll be right back. Adrian, you got a friend in me. I do, but what's the girl version of getting a Woody? Is that getting a Jesse? It's absolutely getting a Jesse. <laughs> okay, well, hope I get one of those on this episode. Okay. <laughs> That's a dope Adrian, put your Jesse there. away. What? What are you doing? Your Jesse's showing. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm ready to have more fun than a barrel, a barrel full of monkeys. What about you? Oh, you always. Always, always, always. You know, today, uh, in order to have as much fun as a barrel full of monkeys, I think we should bring in a special guest uh, to help us figure all this, the ins and outs of this video game on steroids. <laughs> so uh, today uh, we're going to bring in one of the hosts of, of the Distant Disney podcast and a big fan of the House of Mouse himself. Today we're joined by Danny Newman. Hi, Danny. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. And no, Disney should not put in as many screens as Universal has. <laughs> Thank God. Absolutely Thank God not. Like, I didn't know that Universal had a screen problem. Oh, they uh, they have. <laughs> All over the place. Have you guys written, what's that new, uh, 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 the King Kong thing they put in a few years back? Sure, yeah, Skull, the Skull Island. Yeah, Reign yeah. of Skull Island. It's so underwhelming. It's all just screens. Beautiful screens. screens. Yeah. And, and then the, the newest one, the, uh, the, um, uh, the Jurassic uh, River something. No, is that no, what you're no. thinking of? No, that one. That screen actually looks cool. I'm thinking more like uh, like Dom Toretto and his family of fun over at uh, over at the Gone in sixty seconds. What is it? The I have no um, idea what you're talking about. You're Fast and the Furious ride. Yeah. Fast, Fast and Furious. furious okay. Is, is like like the worst screen ride I think that I've ever seen images of. I've never even I haven't ridden it. I don't think I'm ever going to ride it, but uh, it looks horrible. No uh, practical effects ride. all the way. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so, so Danny, when did you when did you become a fan of uh, a fan of all things Disney? I've been a fan of all things Disney for longer than I can remember. Mostly because I was a homeschooled child, and the country's largest homeschool convention was held in Orlando every Memorial Day weekend. So we would go there. My mom would go get all of her homeschool supplies at the convention, and we would go to Disney World after that. That's amazing. So my entire childhood is spent going there once a year every Memorial Day weekend at Disney World. That's fantastic. Uh, now, do you have uh, do you have siblings? Um, yeah, I've got a younger sister. She is not as much of a, despite having the exact same upbringing, she's nowhere near as much of a Disney head as I am. 
Isn't that isn't that weird? I have uh, I have two brothers, one of which uh, is on the show all the time, and also one of uh, one of your friends, Danny, uh, named Eric, and he uh, he's a giant fan like I am. And then my other brother wants nothing to do with any. <laughs> okay. Yeah, too much of a good thing. I, I get it yeah. for some people. Too much. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, you, uh, similar to Adrian, you also had uh, had some time in the college program over there, right? You spent some time in Orlando? Yeah, that's right. I did the spring and turned into kind of spring advantage of 2013. Started out in the studio catering company restaurant, which is no longer there, but it gave us Star Wars land. So, I mean, that's, you know, a real trade up down there. Uh, did that for a while, went into merchandise, went seasonal, stayed there for a couple of years until I didn't make my seasonal hours and the company let me go. Oh no! Was that the uh, was that the restaurant that had the the Who Framed Roger Rabbit truck or car thing like the Benny the Benny the Cab? Uh, uh, no, but that's that's where I worked that summer. That was Backlot oh, cool. Express. That's the one over by Indiana Jones. No, I worked at the one that was right outside of uh, Lights Motors Action. So every uh, couple hours, our whole uh, era just smell like burnt rubber and gasoline, which is oh, everyone's yum. favorite eating accommodation. <laughs> enjoy your chili <laughs> yeah it's 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 no nobody's lost that it's not there anymore absolutely absolutely i actually never got a chance to experience that one that was like during my disney lull what uh, lights yeah. motors action or the restaurant yeah yeah uh well uh lights motors action so I, I oh no either. yeah because i uh there was like a good portion of time where i was living in california and so like, i went to disneyland a, a fair amount but oh but to, yeah uh, not to Orlando. Oh man, you're missing out. Adrian, you've seen it, right? When you were on your call. When was your college program? Um, about 10 years before yours. About 10 years <laughs> before mine. Okay. All right. Yeah. So a little <laughs> bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think that, I mean, since you worked in the food industry in Hollywood Studios, do you agree that it is the park with the worst food? At, at the time, yes. But now that Star Wars Land has come in, I'd say it's really coming up a little bit but at the time absolutely my god terrible yeah. even all the stuff even just down sunset boulevard the fairfax kind of whatever none of it none of it was worth anybody's time to eat there and i don't, people, I, I don't like, know about that guys i mean they had some pretty amazing sit-down restaurants right like you have the brown derby which is killer yeah but who wants to waste their time exactly i, I do, do you know, have you tried the cocktails there they're fucking amazing no <laughs> i i never do sit down restaurants i talk about this on distant disney all the time i never it's just it's such a waste of time if you want a nice meal like you know i live in new york city i'll go to a nice meal here i don't care about that but when i'm in disney world i just want a quick bit of food power up keep going no yeah. sitting down totes agree <laughs> See, that, I that's where i take my break that's where i take my break is going for a nice sit down meal maybe do a little uh sci-fi drive-in Ooh, baby Oh, I mean, that one's fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that one. That yeah, was kind of like an prime time. I see. I think that I think that. Oh, that, I have done 50s prime time. That's I fun. Think that, that, that park has like the most fun restaurants. All right. I well, mean, I guess. We... Have... Yeah, I'm talking more about quick service. Oh, sucks. Quick like, I service feel like other sucks. parks have way better quick service. Yeah, I would agree with that. I guess, yeah, because Adrian and I both worked in quick service. So we Okay, we can say that Hollywood Studios has pretty decent table service restaurants, but at the time, just the worst quick service. I, I will I will definitely agree with that one for you guys. All right, we've reached a consensus. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Go um, team. So, so Danny, what's, what is your, uh, what's your uh, favorite ride or attraction? What's your, your you know, Mount Rushmore or your, your Mount Everest of that? Oh, Ooh, God, that is, a, that is a hard one. It, it, assuming we're leaving because it's, it's really not anything at Hollywood Studios. We were talking before we started recording about Tower of Terror, which is an amazing ride, but I think I got to go Avatar Flight of Passage. Just it's just soaring sure. on steroids, which is incredible. 
But before that, it wasn't even a Disney ride. It was Harry Potter and their Forbidden Journey. I think that that outdid anything that Disney was doing for a little while. I uh, I agree with you. I think that that ride is is uh, you know like like just an absolute game changer. Total, yeah, total game changer. Yeah, but currently, yeah, Flight of Passage over in Pandora. Nice, excellent. Uh, all right, well, uh, this this is a drinking show, right? Uh, so first, we got to get some beverages to do that. And today, uh, we will be drinking a drink called uh, "A Friend in Me," which is courtesy of Disney Cocktails, and it is uh, kind of like a uh, a rye, like a, a rye Campari soda. Uh, so you're gonna mix uh, one ounce of rye, one ounce of dry vermouth, an ounce of Campari, and a splash of lemon juice in a shaker. Uh, shake that up with ice and strain it into a chilled glass with rocks and fill that with club soda. Uh, garnish it with a cherry or a lemon twist because, you know, we fancy. <laughs> and, no, uh, we're not. <laughs> and uh, now, that we, now that we know what we're drinking, let's, uh, let's figure out what we're going to be drinking out of. Adrian, what, uh, what are you drinking out of today? Um, I'm going to be a purist today. I'm drinking out of a red... Um, Minnie Mouse mug, although Minnie, like, her dress is, like, flying up, and she's, like, all for it. And Fucking scandalous. She's throwing everybody your Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. But, yeah, that's what I'm drinking out of. Cute. Danny, how about you? What are you, uh, what are you drinking out of? Today? I'm drinking out of the bottom half of Mickey Mouse, this weird mug that they sold. They still sell for a while. You guys seen these in the stores? These kind of oh, thermal. Yeah. It's like a coffee or a tea mug, which makes it a weird vessel for alcohol. I'm now realizing. The best, the best kind of vessel for alcohol. <laughs> but you do it in the morning and nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take it to work. It's for people who can't see me, though. It's it basically just a black mug with a, a, a red rubber belt, essentially. And two little holes cut out for those two little uh, Mickey Mouse trademark yellow buttons. It's nice, very nice. simple, but it gets the job done. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I'm, I'm bringing back, I'm bringing back my mug from last week. Uh, you know, we were kind of on a toy story kick, so there's no, no need to change it up. I did wash it, however, everybody. So uh, I'm drinking out of my, uh, my toy story sketchbook mug. It's got, uh, it's got Woody and Buzz and Rex and Slinky Dog on it. And uh, it's got kind of like a graph paper, graph paper look to it. And, uh, and they're like all sketchy, kind of like uh, somebody was doodling. And I, I, I dig that as a, as a doodler myself. As a sketchy person yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so um, let's, uh, let's cover some of these ride basics, okay? Okay. Um, now, uh, this, is, this is called Toy Story Mania in Orlando. Um, it's the, uh, the first of uh, the many rides that are now throughout the world to be themed to Toy Story is this, uh, this Mania ride. Um, this is you know, before Slinky Dog Dash and before... Uh, the entire land in Tokyo, I think, and, uh, and, or is it Hong Kong? I think Hong Kong's got, like, an entire land to it, and, uh, and it's before, like, the alien swirling saucers and, and all the rest of that jazz. Uh, we got this, this ride, this, uh, ride in Toy Story Land in, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studio, um, and it can also be found in California Adventure and at Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, the year it was instituted was May, May 31st, 2008. So, uh, you know, like pretty, pretty long after this park was, uh, made, this is like, like going on almost 20 years after the park, uh, opened up. Yeah. And it replaced who wants to be a millionaire play it, which another big step up. Oh yeah. Giant step yeah. up. <laughs> this was like, uh, this was like the shining, about uh, the shining new toy for, uh, 
for uh, MGM Park. I think it was MGM at that point still um, for a while. Um, Always. You know, really until the, the new recent advents of uh, of the Star Wars attractions and the Toy Story. Oh, land, God, so. yeah. Yeah, which really, you know, game game changer recently uh, and with Mickey, Ma- Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, uh, you know, game changers all around for that park. Um, so uh, in 2008, the entrance was off of Pixar, uh, Pixar Place, uh, which was really just like a dirty alleyway. And uh, and then after right. in, uh, in 2018, with the advent of Toy Story Land, the entrance switched sides. Uh, and allows guests to enter through Andy's backyard. It's a much more thematic experience going into the going into the the attraction. Um, you know, helping it out quite a bit from like kind of like a, a really weird, like a really weird alleyway entrance that with, had no... with the monkeys and like yeah. nothing else. And that yeah, window like where you could dream. see Buzz and uh, Woody, but you couldn't like actually go in there. But at least yeah. that alley was air conditioned because all that AC just spill out of Toy Story Mania. It was an air conditioned outdoor alleyway. That is true. true. That was true. It wasn't. It wasn't as horrible as the rest of the park. Very, very hot. Um. Uh. So, Adrian, we have a new ride type name. Are you ready for this? Oh, dum, da, dum, I love dum, these dum. This one is called a game tram. Oh, I hadn't even heard that one. A yeah, game, tram. game tram. On. I like that. I want a game tram. I call it a lame tram. Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> lame tram. The, uh, the, the... <laughs> The shade is already Sorry, I'm coming, coming in hot. The shade is already yeah. coming towards this Toy Story attraction. <laughs> so this is a, a 4D theme park attraction with moving and spinning vehicles that stop at various mini games where you play for points using a specialized ride mounting cannon and 3D glasses. Um, I have a question. Why is it? What is 4D? Uh, I think like that it's like 3D and you're moving. I always thought it was 3D, but there's something that touches you, whether it's wind blowing on you, water spraying at you, uh, yeah, or, or moving, or you are moving. There, there's some physical, physicalized element to the screen. It's how I thought of it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think like you know, like smells and stuff like that, like and 3D glasses. Yeah, like Philhar Magic is like a 4D thing, right? Because even though you're not moving, you're still getting sprayed with the water with, with the, and you're getting blown with the fans, right? We would think of that as yeah. 4D attraction. Yeah, yeah, like all the like the yeah, Muppet Vision 3D is a 4D show. Uh, that's, that's, is that Muppet Vision? Wrong name. Uh, so, uh, story time. What's uh, what's the imaginary story of this Universal Screen Ride ripoff? Uh, well, Andy gets a board game full of Midway Carnival games, like you would find down at the shore, and uh, I guess he spent some time in AC, and uh, then he uh, you know plays those games along with his little toy friends that's mm. that's the whole thing guys because <laughs> andy's it. a lonely child <laughs> andy andy just has his mom <laughs> yeah, and, andy's andy's only friend is bonnie and that's troublesome enough right <laughs> we never got to see andy going to college in the movies but it, it was definitely him experiencing the culture shock of like having friends <laughs> i kind of want to see that 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 animated movie of like Andy, <laughs> like Andy smoking weed in a black right. light, in a black light dorm room for the first time <laughs> and just like staring at a picture of Woody <laughs> boy story yeah uh, so uh, the original location of this ride was set on uh, the pier of Disney's California Adventure uh, which uh, thematically made a whole lot more sense for this midway carnival game to be set on a pier 
Uh, it really kind of makes uh, very little to no sense in uh, in Orlando. I think that's probably why they took Midway out of the titling for it. Now it's just called Toy Story Mania because uh, it is a manic, uh, <laughs> a manic episode. <laughs> <laughs> just like wrapped into a game it's a great hallucinogenic experience so you know mania i don't like the name at all i don't like the name you don't like the name no i liked it better when it was midway i think that at least set up sort of what you're going in for at least you know it's a carnival style game toy story mania doesn't tell you anything about it it's no you have no idea until you're yeah there. and even then you probably i think have you would think it was going to be a lot more fun if you just heard toy story mania you'd be like oh my god it's going to be wild and then it's just not toy story mania sounds like a bounce house where there are kids throwing their like toy story action figures around at you oh, that was fun. <laughs> different ideas of fun <laughs> you better copy that. That, might be, that might be a more entertaining <laughs> ride <laughs> uh so uh you know as i said before um this ride also appears in tokyo and although uh uh, I don't know that it's it's that thematically attuned to Tokyo's general area. The uh, the entrance to this is insane. It's so spectacular in Tokyo. It's all lit up in this amazing Victorian era pure aesthetic. Um, in my opinion, it's it's by far the most interesting uh, ride building facade out of all of these Toy Story manias uh, or mania uh, just toy manias or whatever it's called. Um, toy Story it's, messes. It's, it's really spectacular. The Toy Story ride. You, um, you walk into this giant Woody's mouth that is like very akin to uh, the old Luna Park uh, clown, which was like this famous. Uh, it was down at the Coney Island Pier, and it was also in like in Australia. There's a Luna Park, and like all the, like throughout the world, there's like a fair amount of Luna Parks, and it's got this very iconic, really kind of weird looking clown face that you like walk through the mouth of, and uh, and they made kind of like Woody's version of that in Tokyo. Um, so uh, artists that painted the non-screen portions of the attraction did so while wearing 3D glasses uh, to make sure that the black light effects of the painted flats looked convincing to how guests would actually be seeing them. thought that was pretty cool that they like, you know, like had to go to work every day and throw on shitty, like those <laughs> shitty 3D glasses. God, that must like, have been awful. I hope I they paid that person well. Throw the glasses on. And that Imagineer is we now know, in blind. The future, we'd all be going to work in mass. Right. So yeah, true, true. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Masks and 3D glasses. Oh God. Oof. Uh, the ride's premise is that you are using a, a pull cord cannon to shoot moving targets on screens while wearing 3D glasses. Uh, some people practice for the pull cord cannon uh, of this game uh, year round, and they are called chronic masturbators. Uh, and uh, after the ride is over, for possibly the first time in their lives, uh, they are high score winners. Damn. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you have to do hammer curls to, to do this ride. Like, and I don't even know what that is. I've just heard, you know, beefy guys in my life use that term. So whatever that is, you have to do that because you come over this ride and your arms are sore. It's not a yeah, comfortable experience. Just... At all, I, I, I think no. I think that you know that this is why like you know fifteen year old boys are the best at this game because <laughs> they they've been practicing. This is their special alone time. The only ones who can deal with that rapid back and forth arm motion, and then your only rest is when you're being violently spun around in this car, <laughs> totally disorient yeah. you. And then great, go back into yeah, jerk off the car again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Could they have thought of anything better than that pull uh, string? Yes, they yes they could have. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. I yes, just... they could have. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Uh, this ride, although it seems very simple, is actually extremely technologically advanced uh, with separate but integrated systems that run the ride vehicles, the mini games on the screens, uh, as well as special effects throughout the ride, uh, including like uh, wind and lighting effects. Uh, the attraction features more than 150 PCs, which includes uh, one PC on each of the, the Midway Mania's 56 game screens, uh, as well as others that control the special effects at each game. Uh, this makes it so that there is, uh, if there's a ride stoppage, the screens will automatically launch into a non-scoring practice round to keep everything equal for all you high-scoring cheaters out there. Yeah. Mm. I'm talking to you, Adrian. If there's one thing that I promise you I'll never cheat on, it's this game because I just you don't just care. won't go on it. <laughs> and that is true. <laughs> I've been on it one time and that was more than enough for me. This so, game is the whole attraction uh, is basically like it's like they took the games out of the Space Mountain queue that they put in that big reefer. Like, what if you made a whole attraction out of just those games? Out of absolutely. something to entertain people in a line. <laughs> right. So speaking of cheating, um, if, uh, if you want to be better than all of your loved ones at this game without resorting to chaotic masturbation or chronic masturbation, uh, uh, that's, that's me. I, I don't want to resort to that. So uh, I looked up all of the special bonus points, uh, triggers throughout the mini games, and I got a rundown for you. So there are five scoring games and a practice round to start you off. Uh, so the pie throw uh, practice booth, which is the, the first thing that you come to, uh, is an introduction. Don't waste your arm strength here. Just like kind of like, you know, make sure you understand how the gun works and then kind of like just chill out because your arm's going to get tired over the next like four, four or so minutes. And over those next four or so minutes, you're going to first play uh, Ham and Eggs, which is an egg throw game featuring Ham, uh, Ham the Pig and Buttercup the Unicorn from Toy Story 3. Uh, you're going to be uh, throwing uh, throwing eggs at like a barn barnyard scene, um, and to get extra bonus points, hit the fox in the hen house, and then the mice running up the side of the barn for big point opportunities. Uh, then you'll be spun around and sent off to Rex and Trixie's Dino Darts. This is a dart throwing game, but all the games work the exact same. You're still just jerking off this cord, and uh, you're going to jerk off the cord uh, to hit uh hit like all sorts of things in a in like a dino scene uh i think it's all balloons uh you want to hit the lava squiggles at the top of the volcano and that will release a uh, a ton of giant balloons that have uh big point values off the top of the volcano uh then you'll get spun around again and then the next one is the the green army men shoot camp uh this is uh throwing baseballs at plates uh hit the plates that are flying um that pop up between the mountains and if you and your partner work together there's a lot of rides where like if you and the person sitting next to you uh like go after the same thing you can get like if you team up then there's opportunities for lots of bonus points uh this being one of them if you hit the the plates simultaneously that are floating uh, that are popping up between the mountains uh then the mountain turns into a tank and then you can score a bunch of big points by hitting stuff on the tank uh, the next one is Buzz Lightyear's Flying Tossers, which is a ring toss game. Uh, and if you and your friend uh, get rings around all of the aliens and, and the spaceship, uh, that spaceship will blast off and leaving behind a robot in its place. 
uh, with a 500-point mouth that opens and closes. And if you feed that robot, you get big points. Uh, and the last game is uh, Woody's Rootin' Tootin' Shootin' Gallery, which is the suction, suction cup dart shooting game. Uh, and if you hit all the targets when they reset, they're going to be worth more points. So you should you know, aim to get all the targets down and then do it again. Uh, then finally, there's a bonus round. Uh, these are bonus points. Uh, you should have beat your loved ones by now already. So, like, you know, you don't need any extra help with that one. So, yeah. So that's like that's a, a lot uh, a lot of things to remember. Hope you hope you all wrote it down. <laughs> it's a lot to remember. Remember those forever. A lot to remember of varying uh, emotional payoffs. <laughs> Achieving None those. None of them have emotional payoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they all are just pure frustration. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The Green Army Men one, even if you don't manage to get those bonus ones, just sitting there breaking plates in the middle of the game is it just it just kind of feels good inside. I gotta say that like the accuracy of this thing, like once you start going, it it shoots where you want it to, which is better more than I can say for uh, for Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin because that's like that, true. You, yeah, you never find where I'm shooting with that thing. So no, and it's just such a smaller field of like that one you're shooting, you're seeing where your lasers are going, but also everyone else in the room is shooting lasers at the same spot. You have no idea which laser is yours. At least this one you can kind of figure out, all right, my gun has a list to the left or whatever. I got to compensate this far. It's easier sure. to be better at this game. Definitely, definitely. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about some of our initial memories and thoughts. And uh, I don't know, what, what, do you, what do you got, Danny? You spent a lot of time in this park. So. I spent a lot of time in this park, but so I, I the the story that I, I open up uh, when we did this uh, on our show on Distant Disney, we talked about Toy Story. Made the story that I tell is that when I was on my college program, I was going to work at Studio Catering Company. Like I said, uh, this was back in its you know heyday, 2013. It was five years old, but it was still the most popular attraction in Disney World, and you just could not ride this thing if you didn't want to stand in like a god knows like a four hour line or something absurd like that. So I went into work one day. I went into the Hollywood Studios one day, let myself into the park, went and got one of those old, you know, fast passes, the paper fast passes back when they were doing that. Rest in peace. Uh, and that <laughs> at 9 a.m., 9.30, whenever I got that, the fast passes were already down to, I think, 6 p.m. that evening. So I got my fast pass, went and did my entire day of work, did my entire shift with my fast pass in my pocket. Then, only then did I get to go ride this thing for the very first time ever. And that was like the last time for a long time, too, because that line is not worth it. Absolutely. Wow. No, that line is not worth it. But it's fun. I, uh, I like I it, though. I, to, I went to, uh, to California Adventure like three times without riding this because the line was too big. And I was like, it's not worth it. It's and like I was listening to that you guys talk about Peter person. Pan's flight the other one of your episodes while back. It's the same sort of thing where it's like massive line. Not really worth it for this sort of attraction, I think. Uh, Although, Adrian, yeah. you said it's a must do on that show. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's a, that's a must do for me. So I'm I'm waiting in that. It's a must line. do. Yeah. Or, I sure, don't know. I typically do that one like first, like I, right off the bat, like first thing. That's smart. Yeah, or or really late at night, like. That's like also last. smart. I fast pass it. But yeah, something about that ride. If I don't get on that and Space Mountain, it's like kind of a failure of a day. I don't know <laughs> why I go to Disney if you don't get that. That's weird. Yeah, those two like the nostalgia yeah. kicks for me on those two are <laughs> super high. So. Um. <laughs> Adrian, what about you? I know that uh, you have a great love for this ride. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a love story uh, set set um, in that one time. It was a one night stand I had with this ride. Less of a love story, more of a one night stand. Um, I 
feel like sometimes I feel like rides are overhyped. And I think that I, you know, had heard that this was so fantastic. Everyone was like, wait till you ride Toy Story Midway Mania. It's amazing. And I so I was so pumped to go on it. And I, I was with my sister and we were, it was like the line was so long the whole day. And then it was the very end of the day. It was like 8.50 at night and the park was closing at nine. And we got online. We were able to like kind of walk right on. And we were like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. We're walking right on. And we got on it and we're like, are you kidding? Like, I felt like I was gypped. I was so like, I thought this was going to blow my brains out. And it literally was such a dud in my, in my mind. It was, I didn't have fun. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing, right? Is that, is that you have fun? I mean, that's what, that's what we're all spending all this time and money in order to, you know, like recoup is, is having some good times. And if you're not, and I see, I see other people having fun. So I, I know I must be the problem because people look like they're having, people get, get off this ride and then they go and get it back in line. To do That's it crazy. And like, they're like, oh my God, they're waiting for their vehicle. Like, I want to be ham this time or I want to be, you know, bullseye, whatever. And like, I'm like, I want to go on Tower of Terror. <laughs> and I don't want to. I think, I, and, and I like this attraction. I do like it. I should say that. But I think you're setting yourselves up kind of for failure if you have to have an attraction that is, to some people, so mediocre that you need to put a really, really fancy, expensive animatronic in the queue to make the whole experience more worthwhile than just having the experience itself be the thing. The animatronic in the queue is great, and I think it's really funny. And I, I like stuff like that where like a ride is sort of making fun of itself. But I don't like it when exactly. it's yeah, this, uh, yeah. this Mr. Potato Head, which is the animatronic, is uh, is a is super advanced, uh, super advanced one. The first time that they ever had uh, a mouth that could move and like shape the vowels that he was actually saying, which is pretty amazing. Um, and I'm not sure if the one in oh. Florida does it, but the one in California, there's a like a live actor behind it so you can actually have like conversations with like almost like a like a um like the turtle talk with crush or the um or the uh um uh help me out the monsters inc monsters inc oh, laugh, floor. laugh floor yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't so, like, the one in, there's like the one in florida doesn't have a live actor they have because we talk about it on distant disney brandon uh, my co-host used to be the person in the booth and they have a series a large series of buttons and things they can push to make it do stuff, take its ear out, whatever, talk to, you know, hey, you there with the green shirt, you, you're stupid or whatever, you know, comical insults you're throwing out. So it's not, do the because I, I, I didn't wait in line for the one in California when I was out there. Do they actually, they can just say whatever they want, essentially? Well, it's it's mean, a full I, actor back there? I, I, maybe that was just me assuming it. I guess like if they have a, if they have a soundboard with a million different buttons on it, maybe that's what it is. I, I Could guess. be. I mean, it's a, it's a huge soundboard from the way Brandon has described it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Anyways, cool. it was the first time that they did anything like that. So, you know, kudos to you guys. Cool. I think we should do a cheers to the Imagineers just for that. Cheers to the Imagineers. It's <laughs> been way too long without us drinking, guys. So speaking of that, I'm I'm ready to drink. What are you are you ready to drink? Let's drink that ride. I'm re- I'm gonna get posted on <laughs> this one. Yeah, let's so drink. Yes, I, we don't drink on my podcast. This is fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Every day, what is round the Come on, 
I kind of want to like just rename this oh, game that's Woody's cute. Roundup. It should have been called Woody's Roundup. I think that is a great name. name. Henceforth. Well, Why not? They, they named instead. Yeah. They're naming the the quick the quick service eatery Woody's Roundup. Right? Isn't that no, isn't they, that like what the, the new one's going to be? Disney's naming game has been off the for the last few years. <laughs> I can't up? stand their names coming out lately. Danny, it's horrible. We, they're so they're long. They're so long, right? They're like eight. They're like eight words. It's like the <laughs> right. Like I still can't. I've talked about it so, so many times. I can't remember the name. The, the the new roller coaster coming to Epcot, the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. I couldn't even begin to tell you what the name is. The Guardians of the Galaxy re- Rewind, something. Yeah, Mission Rewind or something. But it, to, I don't think it's Mission because it's Mission Breakout in California. California. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, maybe it is done on, on purpose. Then maybe I'm wrong. But it's no, no, no. You're right. It's it's. <laughs> the, yeah, the names. Their names are off. Anyway, I I, I digress. Yeah, they're too long, and they should just simplify it. It's it's like they're overdressing the ride for yeah. Just tell people what it ride. is. Like for example, our our game for the for our podcast is drink that ride because we drink that ride. Done. Easy, memorable. Tells ride. you what you're doing. Done. Exactly. All right. So let me explain <laughs> the game to y'all. So uh, this is a drink the difference game where we're going to rank the rides on a series of categories and take a drink after each one. The shittier the ride is, the drunker you get. Uh, if the category is out of five and you rank it a three, then you take two sips, chugs, shots, gargles, nips, whatever whatever you want of your favorite beverage. Um, you know, today we're drinking uh, a friend like me, but uh, if you want to drink chamomile tea, I, I won't I won't uh, kick you out. You're fine. We allow all sorts of drinkers here. Drink responsibly, alcoholic or not. Uh, so we have five categories that we do this in. Uh, Q, which is worth five points. Length of ride, which is five points. Thrill level, which is five points. The immersion, which includes the sights, the sounds, the ride vehicle. That's worth ten points. And then finally, we have our dark horse category, the fun level. Uh, Disney's selling fun. They're doing that at a high price. Are they are they kicking it with this one or not? 25 points for that category. So as we always say, we start at the start, and that's the Q. Uh, you kind of walk walking the size of a toy through Andy's playthings past boxes of all your favorite nostalgic toys, like Etch-a-Sketches, Uno cards, Tinker Toys, Shoots and Ladders. All the classics are, are here. Um, there's even a Talking Mr. Potato Head, which we were just all, all chatting about. Um, and this all culminates in Andy's bedroom where we board the ride vehicles as a uh, pipe organ is in the background, like a pipe organ string band version of You Got a Friend in Me is playing in the background, which is like kind of, uh, yeah. It's like, it feels nostalgic. Like walking through this, like you're like, oh, I had that toy, and like I, I do like that part. It's very, it's very it is very bright. They're, they're all shitty flats. Like they're all made out of plywood. It's very obvious. Uh, this. I think that if they brought the lighting down a little bit, and maybe like use some like colors and like kind of how they have um. In Toy Story Land, they, they use the, you know, the string, yeah. like the Christmas lights. Like, they had some stuff like that. I feel like I'd get in the mood a little more. But it's so bright. And, like, when things are that bright, you can really zone in on the fact that they're not. Yeah. Like, and then there's that, that middle room where there's, like, a, a lot of the stanchions, like, where you're going back and forth, back and forth. That's that's pretty um, pretty horrible. Like, like the flats kind of don't make sense. You're not like looking at boxes for toys anymore. You're just looking at like shitty painted scenes. 
Yeah, I gotta so, be honest. I have never yeah. waited the full length of this queue. I just cannot be bothered to wait for it. So I can't speak to the actual queue or the new queues and say flipped it and you enter from Toy Story Land now. But the one time, the only times I have done it is gone through the Fast Pass queue, which I agree, Adrian, is too bright and it's just full of a bunch of basically paintings on the walls that make you feel like you're a grown adult in a child's day, like a, a poor child's daycare center. It's just really, I found it kind of, it was a big bummer. You didn't get any of that stuff in the Fast Pass. So maybe the regular queue is better, but the Fast Pass queue is, there's not much going on. It's, I don't think, I don't think that it's that much better uh, at all, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think they, I think that they both converge at the, at the the spot where it is like somewhat decent, where you have boxes up and up and around you. Yeah. And, and then you go into Andy's bedroom with a giant door and stuff like that, which is kind of, Kind of cool, I guess. But you miss the Mr. Yeah. Potato Head. If you if you if you uh, can't be bothered to do the full queue, you don't get the Mr. Potato Head animatronic. That's so true. that's an even bigger bummer by doing the fast pass. That's true. That's true. Also, I mentioned this on the Splash Mountain episode. So there's stairs in this. There queue. are. Yeah. Right. There. There were. I'm not positive anymore I don't like if that. that's the case. Oh, since um, they flipped it, yeah. I'm not oh, sure. Either. The new they flipped it, they made it so that it's okay. um, so that it's accessible. But but I'm not 100% sure okay. on that. I mean, it's always been wheelchair accessible because they would just bring people in the exits. So, like, they, they had wheelchair yeah. accessible vehicles. So it was always that. But it was, yeah, it's just there's stairs in the queue. Like, come on. You don't need to do that. So where, where are we coming yeah. in at, guys? Uh, out of five points. <laughs> do you want the good news oh, or the I bad news? news? I want news. I'll, I'll go first. Um, Danny, I agree with you. I think that it does look like a child's daycare. And I said this on the dinosaur episode that um, I don't like when my intelligence is insulted a little bit. And I feel that on this on this cue. However, what you guys told me about the animatronic and the, the board and, and somebody like kind of picking, selecting things to say to individuals. I think that's pretty cool. I didn't know that that was a thing, and I do like that animatronic. So, for that, I gave—I was going to give it a two, but for that, I give it a three. So I'm going to give this. Cute yeah, I agree that's- completely. I got to go uh, three on this as well because I think that this could be—you know—it it just feels like a dressed-up room. It doesn't feel like an exciting ride queue, except for there are some—you know—good like you like you mentioned, Ryan. Good nostalgia throwbacks to games you recognize from your childhood. And that really cool animatronic, uh, which in, in California Adventure, you can just see. It's out on the road for everyone to it's, see, but it's so hidden tucked away here in Hollywood Studios. So, I mean, that is a redeeming factor for the regular queue. But but otherwise, eh, yeah, I, I'm going to go three on, on it as well. Yeah, weird enough, at, at the California Adventure one, uh, I don't know that you actually get to experience him when you're in the queue. Like when I, when I stayed in the queue and it was a good solid half an hour, we didn't pass by him. He's like... He's like at the queue entrance, maybe like where you're just like walking by to get into the queue. Yeah, you can almost uh, see it better from just outside the attraction and not in the queue yes. at all. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of odd. That whole area of the park is is pretty strange though, because you're like kind of stuck in between like the the um, supports for the Incredicoaster, right? And right. Incredicoaster, and then like some like food stands and like the entrance to the Mickey's Fun Wheel and all that or Pixar. Fun Wheel or whatever it's called. Now. Picture, picture, Pal around. Is that what they named it? Yeah. Another, another mark on Disney's bad names. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm also going to give this one a three. Uh, I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, it doesn't deserve any better. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, threes for the threes team. Threes for the Drink team. Everybody drinks. Uh, next category is length of ride. This is out of five points. Uh, the ride is five minutes and 30 seconds long. They say between five and six, so I, I guess five minutes and 30 seconds it is. Uh, we've got eight people. It's I'm sorry. Five, minutes, I'm, like, how many, like how five and a half minutes or so. Um, we've got Which is basically five and a half minutes of hard tugging a rope. Exactly. All right, go on. Yeah. Better practice at home, boys and girls. <laughs> Responsibly practice. Responsibly. Uh, eight people per ride vehicle, about 1,900 <laughs> people per hour. So a pretty good ride capacity, kind of a people eater, um, which, is, uh, people which eater. is pretty solid. Doesn't feel like a people eater when you're on it. But, uh, you know, because this thing is like a tram, I guess, they're, I guess they're like kind of all connected. And like, you know, as you go to stop at a, a thing, then the next train is being pulled and pulled and pulled. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, um, I think that it's pretty solid with length of ride. I don't want it to be any longer for sure. I mean, you're tired by the end of it. Um, I think that you get like enough, uh, enough bang for your buck with those six games that you play. Yeah, I think I wouldn't want any more. Wouldn't want any longer. And I think any shorter, you would feel like you're being ripped off for considering how long you probably waited in that queue. Yeah, I agree. So I think so it's a pretty I'm, good length. Yeah, I'm going to come in at a four with this. I think it's pretty pretty darn close to perfect for this ride. I'll, I'll give it a five, actually, for ride time. I think you come out satisfied, like I said. You like you waited in time. You got, you got your good money's worth. You played your... Six games in there, your five yeah. actual ones, one practice game, and you're just starting to get really tired of it by the end yeah. of it, and then they yeah, dump yeah. you out. You, yeah, you're you're definitely beat up by the time it's over. Where you switch arms <laughs> and shit. I, would, <laughs> I couldn't wait for it to be. Yeah. I'll give you five, but I'll drink anyway. <laughs> yeah, drink one if you give it a five, because we always say drink one. There we go. To uh, who they're developing? Ken, Ken, Ken Rafferty and Robert Coltrane. The Imagineers behind it. Ken Rafferty's got a great book. If you guys haven't read it, wow. What is it? It's what uh, is it? Well, I, I don't have his title in front of me. It's uh, something like my my days of Imagineering or something. It's basically him just. It's basically the story okay. of him. Uh, his because he did. He's behind so he's behind Tower of Terror. He did so many things in uh, Disney World and it basically a book going goes we we had no idea what we were doing for most of it but it sure was fun. And his, that's uh, his last one uh is the Okay, uh, that's cool. is the uh Runaway Railway I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's his most recent one. Yeah. Yeah, but a good read. It just came out last year so it's got all the recent oh, stuff including Runaway uh, Railway well, in it. Cheers to Kevin. Uh Cheers to Kevin. Uh, Imagineer's name we cheers yeah. to Imagineers, so cheers to you. Cheers. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I love when we cheers to the Imagineers. Uh, all right, next uh, next category is the thrill level. This is out of five points. Um, uh, other than the thrill of competition, which counts, counts, right? Uh, you know, this ride has some, like, quick spins that are kind of whooshy, I guess. It's not really overall thrilling. It's kind of mm-hmm. lackluster in that department. You didn't Johnny Cochran that one, Ryan. I'm not buying it. Um, there's nothing thrilling about this ride. A one. It's a one. I'm actually going to go up a little bit because I think this is a really good middle ground for, yeah, it's not It's not a roller coaster. It's not a great thrill ride, but it does provide just that right amount of thrill for people who may not be able to otherwise ride those big thrill rides, such as people in wheelchairs. Because you got those wheelchair accessible vehicles. So it's a really good amount of thrill for people like that who physically just can't do any bigger Stuff like that. So I think it's a good solid three. 
not too exciting for fully able-bodied people, but a great opportunity for people who can't do it otherwise. A three. Uh... That is an excellent point. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I should have talked first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Adrian. I think you're right. Screw them. Screw those <laughs> less abled people. How dare they try to have the same thrilling experience? Um, I, uh, I'm going to split the difference because uh, I, I think it's somewhere in between what the two of y'all were saying. So I'm going to come in at a two. Um, so uh, Adrian, All right. you got four okay. to drink. Danny, I'm you drinking got the two, most. and I got three. There we go. Cheers. Wow, you go through these drinks fast in this game. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard people refilling their drinks on your show on. before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the, oh. next, uh, the next category and the final category of our uh, technical round is the immersion. This includes sights, sounds, the ride vehicle. Uh, this is out of 10 points, so it's a little bit of a, a higher stakes category. Uh, the theming on this ride is, you know, it's it's like fun and cutesy. It's very, very Toy Story. Um much more solid now that the whole land lends to the theme of it. Uh, you know, when it was coming out of Pixar Place, it was, you know, pretty shitty as far as the immersion goes. But now that you're coming out of Andy's backyard, it's like, you know, pretty good. But then again, overall, it's these like, you know, cheap painted flats and, you know, not overly themed on the ride. Uh, lots of screens. There's no theming to the ground plane at all. It's just like concrete, which is pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, the ride vehicle is kind of cool. There's like really nothing that I've ever seen that's that's like it. Um, it's uh, this back to back setup, um, and the 3D is pretty is pretty good. The technology behind this is is pretty solid. Uh, all the music on this ride is done by Randy Newman and Jennifer Hammond, uh, and it's obviously very very Toy Story esque. Pretty fun music. So I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I love the ride vehicle. I think it's, I, I know that's shocking that I'm even using the yes, L word in reference to shocking. this ride, but um, I actually, I think it's really pretty. And I love that it's back to back. I think they maximized capacity. I think that was smart. Um, I think now that it's in Toy Story land, it's an appropriate ride for an appropriate place. So it, it it's very well themed in terms of where it is and um, they could have done better, but I think the ride vehicles. Yeah, really cool. I think that it is a really cool ride vehicle. It's kind of, it kind of feels like the Haunted Mansion Doom buggies, but on uh, steroids a little bit. But in terms of the theming, it's just it, yeah. it, it it is best in California Adventure, really, where where it has you're on that boardwalk kind of uh, carnival atmosphere. Anyway, it will never fit in totally in Hollywood Studios, I think. And, and you and Ryan, you mentioned it when you're actually on the attraction. Apart from the screens. There's absolutely nothing to see in there. There's no, you know, it's there could really be bad. more cardboard cutouts. There could be little hidden things to look at or, or things popping up or even an animatronic or two. There's nothing. It's just the screens and then just blank floors. So I, I think the inside the theme, I would like to see more theming beyond just the projection screens inside. So I'm going to give this out of 10. I'm going to give this, honestly, I'm going to give this a four in terms of theming. Four. All right. I, uh, I, I hear you. Adrian, would you give it? I'm sorry. All right. I didn't give it anything yet. Um, I just was thinking out loud with the. The only thing I really like is the ride vehicle. Um, 
and the animatronic on the line. Um, I, I, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a five. A five from you and a five from me. Um, I agree. Oh, I'm the low one. Cool, but um. Uh, oh boy! Yeah. All right, this, this is a small sex, mug. Dude. I'm running out of drink. <laughs> I should run a bigger mug. It's a small <laughs> mug after. <laughs> mug mania. Cheers. Oh, oh boy. There we go. There we go. So this next category is why Adrian has Oh, so we're no oh, where are we at yet. in the technical um, rounds? Did you say so it? So after uh, after our first four rounds, which are the technical rounds, Q, length, thrill, and immersion, uh, I've scored it a 14 out of 25. Adrian, you're a 12 out of uh, 25, and Danny, you're a 15 out of 25. For a grand total average of 13.6, tie goes to the ride. 14 it is. So 14 right. in the technical 14 out of 25. Now we're going to be going up against the fun category. The fun category is worth 25 points. This is why Adrian has an entire bottle of drink next to her mug so she can <laughs> pour it in because somebody don't like this ride very much and she's going to be drinking. Um, Disney's selling fun, as we said before, and uh, they sell it at a high price. Is this ride fun? Um, I think that it's more fun than it is uh, technically uh accurate like it's it's technically i think it's it fails in comparison to like me beating my brother on this ride that's more fun to me um so i uh yeah i i'm i'm into it i i like to go on this ride kind of every time that i'm there and i'm gonna give it a 20 wow This whole thing out of 25. So it is, you're right. It is really fun. And the competitiveness of it does make it really, really fun. It is, you know, I know you guys just did Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. You can't, you can compete on that with the other one other person in your car, but half the time you're shooting blind, you look, you finish the game, you look at your score. I have no idea how I got that score. I don't know what I hit. You know, it's, there's the, the element of competitiveness is just kind of moot (laughs) on that attraction. But here in Toy Story Mania, like you can really see what you're hitting and really see what you're doing. It's a proper video game. You know, you're just playing a video game in a theme park shakes you and moves you around and stuff so it is way more fun than it is thrilling yes 100 percent. yeah so you know what honestly i agree in terms of yeah i i, I agree with you with 20 actually out of 25 but yeah. it is it's it's far better than it should be <laughs> yeah and i would ride this way more often if it weren't for that line i really like this attraction it's a lot of fun i'm just not gonna wait three hours for it yeah, and it's it's interesting now. I mean, we'll see what happens over the, the next coming years now that this is the, you know, the fourth newest ride in the park. And, uh, you know, definitely there's there's so many heavy hitters in that park now that, uh, you know, is the line going to be big still on here or is it going to kind of dwindle? We'll, we'll find out yeah. as years come by. Especially as they're doing the same thing. You know, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, it's it's another video game. You control the, the Millennium Falcon and you push all the buttons and hit the things and stuff. And it's they're, they're leaning into this video game style of, you actually control your attraction. So we, we recently did, uh, we recently did millennium. I, I didn't really realize that until this moment, but we played like three video games in a row now, uh, Adrian. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Back Disney back. shut yeah, down Disney quest just back to move to the video back. games into the actual theme parks. Oh, Disney quest. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid Aladdin ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so many of those rides are stupid. Yeah. They were pretty, they were pretty horrible. You're up. 
Yeah. So am I up? <laughs> well, I couldn't agree with you guys less. Um, I I think that Buzz Lightyear, I enjoy playing, shooting at things, and everybody is shooting at things all over the line, and we're moving, and I'm looking at things. I feel very At least that one's all physical stuff you're shooting at. And excited. Yeah. On this, I yeah, I like that. I like that it's physical things. They're moving. They're kind of like looking at me weirdly. This, I feel like I spin around. I'm in my own thing. If I wanted to play a video game, I could, you know, hang out in my high school boyfriend's basement. I, I'm at Disney World. I want to go on a ride. I want to have fun. So um, I give this a 12 in, in technical. Okay, I think it's a 12 in fun. All right. Solid. I mean, they did release these as video Fine. games, too. Did you guys ever play any of them? They uh, play at home video games. All these games came out on like uh, on the Wii and Xbox 360 and PlayStation. That so you could literally horrible. just play it at home if you wanted to. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I don't think that sounds like very much fun at all. If it sounds horrible, to play at least then you got like a twelve foot screen, and then and it and you're it's moving crazy. around and you, yeah, and your brother is the next to you, and you're beating your brother. That's the only part about this is fun is that I beat my brother in it. Right, and you're at this for the one time, the one video game that I can beat him. <laughs> if you were physically, if you were I physically agree. beating your brother, the we ride would be more. more fun, but not. And let's also not forget that at this point, by the time you're playing this, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're high on like turkey legs, and you're just like that. Just adds an extra element to it. Absolutely. Like you're just kind of uncomfortable anyway, which makes this relief of a video game so much more fun in the theme park. Also, when you when you score high on Buzz Lightyear, you get the Amagalactic Hero pin. You get your rankings at the end of it. Like your whole, you get your car, vehicle stuff at the end. But yeah, I guess you don't get a whole thing. That and a Mickey ice cream bar would just give me a Mickey ice cream bar. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) Now I want a Mickey ice cream bar. Oh, God. Every time I go back to... Can you? Really? You can get them at Target. Like, okay, but like actual... They're the exact same, yeah. really? They're, they're the exact same. Yeah. They're the so they're not like because they're, they're, they're not like smaller, being held in dry ice, same. so that they're like really hard as a rock when you first get it, and then it softens <laughs> up to like a manageable non-tooth break. And they're not like six dollars per item, right? Right. So you're really you're really losing out right. at the end. So that you don't get that. Experience. That's why. That's why I gotta go to one of those parties. You're right. I gotta go to one of those parties experience. and just like get like eat my fill of Mickey ice cream bars. What party are you talking about? A COVID super spreader party? I don't know. The after dark party. Oh, oh, that was, yeah. The after dark. They give you a ice cream bar. That's, did you ever, Adrian, when you were on the program, did you ever, did you, did they have uh, the Starlet Splash thing at Typhoon Lagoon when you were there? Oh, because that's just when they, for, for when I was there, at least they just opened up the entirety of Typhoon Lagoon. This is before it was open at night. It used to close at, you know, five o'clock, whatever. So turn on, it wasn't really well lit because they weren't ready for to open at yeah. night. You let a ton of teenagers in. You have DJs and characters walking around and all the Mickey ice cream bars and food and stuff you can want. All the water slides are open. The the wave pool is on. And so you just fill up a Mickey ice cream bars and then you go down some water slides. It was the best. <laughs> That's exactly, it's, it's the like most PG hedonism, no alcohol, unless you're smart enough to sneak it in. But it was the best. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, I mean, God, I missed out on that. Was still open. Yeah, so I got to see, you know, one of the members of NSYNC have sex. On and have you really been to Pleasure Island if you haven't so seen a member of NSYNC having sex in the club? 
I got to ask, though, did you right. go to the Adventurers Club? Come on. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. We can talk about this attraction again. <laughs> but I, I, your sounds well, fun, too. It's not Pleasure Island. The water park sounds fun, too. Uh, okay, so Adrian, you got some drinking to do. Not letting you get away with this one. So uh, Danny and I have to drink five. Okay, oh, right. You're, I mean, you're in for for thirteen. Jesus. So, <laughs> keep drinking. I'll, I'll uh, just drink. Finish overall, the show. Overall, this ride did uh, okay. Uh, I gave it thirty-four. Uh, Adrian, you gave it a twenty-four, and Danny, you gave it a thirty-five for a average of thirty-one points. So. Uh, it broke the 30 mark, the magic 30 mark. Um, it did not beat Buzz Lightyear. Did it beat Buzz Lightyear? Really? Buzz, Light, Buzz Lightyear came in uh, uh, a little bit ahead by like uh, <laughs> by like two points. That's really interesting. Well, huh. We had two like diehard fans as uh, as <laughs> as the. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we had a guest on okay. that. My mom. That's right. I felt like I had to represent because my co-host on my podcast, like I said. Spent yeah. so long working at Toy Story Mania, I felt like I had to, I had to, I had to represent that a little bit. Yeah, you got to support Brandon a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I got to uh, support Brandon. Support. Yeah, and his love for this sure. attraction. He loved being a toy, as they would call themselves over there. Uh, so, Adrian, um, uh, remind us where we are in the standings for for this. So, still the the highest ranked ride oh. so far. It's is just like unbeatable. Solid, yeah. Five. It's a hard one to beat. It's a solid, technically and fun wise, it's very hard to beat. And then um, the low, the low dog in the, in the race <laughs> is Triceratops. Because well. fuck that ride. <laughs> I've been doing a podcast that about Disney for over two sucks. years, and it has never even crossed my mind to do a show about that ride. Good for you guys. I can't. I can't believe we've been. I'm impressed. Talk for 40 minutes I mean, about that ride. sometimes the clunkers are more fun just... to talk about than, than <laughs> the good stuff. So uh, that's true. Yeah, you certainly get drunker. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I was legitimately oh, yeah. hammered by the end. I was. Of, I, was uh, I bet. I hope that was the only episode you recorded that day. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Legally, so, uh, yeah. Final thoughts: is is this uh, is this a, a must do for either of you? Obviously, Adrian, it's uh, definitely a must do for you. I think absolutely not. Yeah, I'd rather you know ride. I this, mean, those are fun. The swirling. I think I think if the queue is under an hour, yes. <laughs> but if it's over an hour, no, not worth it. Okay. I, yeah, I think. So I mean, wait an hour for this. I wouldn't like. I mean, you know, I, I'm thinking as a person who maybe has ridden it before. I, I've ridden it enough times that uh, no, I don't really need to do this so much. But if I to anybody else who's listening, if it's under an hour, yeah, go do it. If it's over an hour, no. But me personally, if I can't fast pass it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably at a. Uh, it's. It's not a must do for me, especially now with the other things that are going on in that park. Um, but uh, I would probably wait up to a half an hour for it, maybe 45 minutes um, and, and do it. Um, I mean, it could be a good thing now. You, you go in first thing in the morning, you get your Star Wars boarding group, whatever they're doing for the, the, the newest. Um, oh, I'm blanking. What's the, what's the newest uh, uh, Star Wars attraction called? Not Smuggler's Run. The Rise of the... 
Is that what it's called? Rise of Resistance? Whatever. We all know we're talking about that. That attraction. Yeah. Go you know, join the boarding group for that, and then you got some time to kill in some attractions. This is a good attraction to kill time in waiting in a line while you're waiting for your boarding group to come up over there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, two and a half, probably. I would wait about two hours for it. So, as yeah, okay. Up, uh, Danny, we'd <laughs> like to thank you so much for joining us today and to helping us to drink this ride. Um, how can the listeners uh, hear your sweet, sweet radio voice? Well, you can obviously check out our podcast, Distant Disney. We're on every podcast you listen to, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever. Distant Disney, we're all over the place there. We do really uh, deep dives into the history and uh, how and why attractions came to be. Uh, So if you're really, really into nerding out about Disney attractions, check us out over there. I'm also on Twitter at Danny V. Newman and uh, just danny-newman.com for all my other projects that are happening. I'm all over the internet. It's not too hard to find. I, I listened to your podcast, Danny. It's great. And I learned on your podcast that the Tower of Terror costumes cost $1,000 a piece. I still have that in my brain from here. It's, it you know, Disney spends podcast. their money in weird ways. You know, a lot of good information over there. Not in paying, not in paying 28,000 cast members. They laid them all off. But those <laughs> costumes, ooh, got to make sure we have those. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <true. laughs> Wait, wait till Maybe you I see next year's that costumes one right and they're going to be just like, like yeah. all like tattered and like there's going to be patches all over them. Just a t-shirt and shorts with the name tag on it. <laughs> right. Just a robe. <laughs> yeah. Not even the name tag, it's just like sharpied onto it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, your podcast is really good. You guys have a lot of great information. So anybody that listens to this show... You want to get some legit. Thank you. Yeah, and if you want to, distant Disney. If you want to hear just so much information about Toy Story Mania episode twenty-two, so it's it's an old one, but it's a good one. You can have a distant Disney check that out. DistantDisney.com if you can't find it on your uh, podcast search engine. Great. So uh, as we uh, as we close out, how drunk are you on a scale of Sid to Stinky Pete? Sid to Stinky Pete. I'd say I'm somewhere between. uh, I'm somewhere between Genie. I'm full of bad ideas. But uh, I'm not quite ready to act on them. Somewhere between Genie and Donald Duck. Still All coherent, right. but I'm full of bad ideas. Good, good, good. <laughs> Adrian? I mean, I think, I, I think I'm definitely Sid as an adult because I've just been like an yeah, angry, you're, you're, mean you're person kind of like about a, this ride. Like a vicious teenager right now, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he creates like abominations, is that what right? He does? I mean, he's weird. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. The spider with the is that, that the one with the baby like doll head? Spider? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ugh. The doll. Head. I think I'm as drunk as uh, as Lotso Bear Still because I got a Lotso Rye whiskey in me. No. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, cute Rye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The Dark Ride is presented by Drunk Distry and is available every Wednesday on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can always pay us by simply liking and subscribing, maybe giving us a five-star rating and a quick review. Those really, really help us out. Um, or the best way to really help us is to just tell another fellow Disney Parks-loving friend to listen. Uh, feel free to hit us up at drunkdistry at gmail.com for comments, hate mail, all the like. Uh and also, please follow us on Instagram. We have so much great Disney Parks content on uh, on our Instagram page. Tons of Disney memes, uh, some of the latest news, uh, etc. That is at Drunk Distry, D-R-U-N-K-D-I-S-T-O-R-Y. Thanks for joining us. And remember, 
to always keep your kingdom cool. Hey, you got me when